Tatis launches that one to deep left center field. Marte Peralta looking gone. A home run for Fernando Tatis Jr. His second against Kelly. And a two-run shot doubles the lead. Four to nothing here in the third. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. BetQL and Radio.com have partnered up to help you beat the sports books. Use our promo code daily for 20% off any subscription. BetQL's algorithms analyze over 350,000 unique bets every year in real time to help give you an edge over the books. Promo code daily for 20% off any subscription. Joe Ostrowski and Preston Johnson. This is uh, BetQL Daily on a Tuesday via the BetQL Audio Network. Preston, uh, we're also... With uh, NFL free agency going on, with March Madness about to tip off, the NBA, NHL seasons continue. We also have the start of the Major League Baseball season uh, just a couple of weeks away. And uh, today we're going to hit on a couple of win totals that we find appealing. And I'll start things off. Uh, Nothing brings them in. Like talking uh, about the uh, Kansas City Royals. That gets people really, really excited. I need to interject. I need to yes. interject. I-, I sent Joe a message during their break, and I said, I don't have oh. a ton. I-, I don't have a ton of baseball stuff. I'm still doing my baseball work to get ready for the regular okay. season. We talked about the Angels last week. Outside yeah. of them, like, I, I got to look things over still. There's an NL future. Like, I, but as I was looking, I was like, it is interesting. I have seen that the <laughs> Royals are like 12 and three in spring training, which are they? Doesn't, it doesn't mean really much of anything. But the Royals, yeah. like, they have the best record in spring training by far. And I was going to say that was the one team. I, I want to ask you and put you on the spot. <laughs> Tell me how the Royals are winning 80% of their games so far here. I, I didn't even know that because I don't really spent, pay Who much attention. spring training? Yeah. The spring training, right. Well, unless you're betting it, I guess. You're not betting it, are you? No, I'm not. I okay. know guys that definitely bet it regularly. I'm not betting right now. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah. I. There's not a lot of overs that I love this year. And for some reason, I, I'm a little worried about postponed cancel games and it probably shouldn't be because sure. it was fine last year, a full year ago almost it was fine in a 60 game season uh the marlins and cardinals i think were the only teams that had any any issues however i'm looking at the kansas city royals and uh most shops i see a 73 and a half posted uh some disagreement with the, some projection systems fan graphs much higher on them. They project them at 78.1 victories, but Coda disagrees. Wow. They have them going under that total at 70 in a 70.8. Big uh big difference there. Um I, I like the what the Royals are doing because most of the divisions you'll see it feels like there are one or two teams trying and then the rest are like, well, we don't have much of a chance. So what's the point in just wasting money? What's the point in making um additions sure. to to just be a middling team? Uh, the Royals traded for Andrew Benintendi with the Red Sox in the offseason. Uh, they filled out the rotation with Mike My- Miner, a guy that's usually pretty high in war. Uh, for some reason, most people don't seem to notice. They had a veteran, Carlos Santana, to fill out uh, the daily lineup here. And things have changed over recent years with the core. You got Merrifield at the top of the lineup. He's usually near a league leader in hits. Uh, Jorge Soler in the heart of the lineup. Uh, Mondesi in the infield uh, got a guy Bobby Wood Jr. He's a top prospect. He'll probably be added to their infield this season. And young rotation in addition to minor with with uh, Singer and Keller. And of course, you've got Duffy, the veteran. And they're pitching uh, most metrics you take a look at, whether it's FIP, strikeout percentage, walk percentage. They're just about in the middle of the league, which might surprise some people. I, I just think they're a better team last year. If you project out what they did in 60 games, it's about 72 
uh, wins for them. I, I just feel like they can be the third best team in the American League Central, maybe uh, touching the 500 mark. So I like the over 73 and a half for Kansas City. And I had no idea that they were kill- that they've been killing it in spring training. Oh, yeah. I think it's moved up uh, a game even in the last – I saw someone tweeting about their season win total moving up and mentioning the spring training really matter. Wow. But, um, I think it opened like 71 and a half even. So I think it's up that two makes games sense. since uh, – which, yeah. I, and it, it seems to be, though, like the correct side. And I hadn't even known really off the top of my head. And, and I was like, Brad Keller, like is he really a number one guy? But his numbers last year, he had like a one whip, a two-point-something ERA. I mean, he was really, really good. If he can carry them in an American League in that division – with those types of numbers again, like you have to have like an ace. And if he can be their ace, theoretically, they did get deeper, the rotation and with yeah. the bats, there's a chance. I, and I, I was just like quick looking. I was like, who's been hot in spring training? I remember the Royals. Yeah. Okay. They're 12 and three. I'm going to ask him about that, but they're a team that I, I think just, they're finding way. I mean, they just beat the Dodgers a few times in a row. I think recently give them credit, give them credit. But uh, that, that is one that makes a ton of sense. You think the Indians drop off? I think that's the main key is you need to kind of project yeah. that they're better than Cleveland and kind of take that third spot in the division because the Twins and White Sox will almost certainly be better. But yes. it's, can they be better than Cleveland? 100%. Yeah, that, that's what I've been considering. That rotation is still elite. So good. But they can't score runs. They can't. And, they, <laughs> and now they lose Lindor. I just don't know how they're going to score runs. Yeah. Uh, with that team, so I, I they're probably going to be hanging around that 500 mark with the Royals, and then everybody's going to beat up on the Tigers for the most part. I hope so, for your sake. Yeah, yes. Uh, so I like the Royals over, even at uh, this number of 73 and a half. There's an under that I'm inclined to take. Uh, Preston, uh, you want to hammer home on the Angels, or is there anything else that you want to mention? No, we don't need to. If people didn't hear last week, Angels are a team that I just think are are worthwhile. They're going to be better better in pitching. Uh, we didn't even mention. I think last week they they brought in Iglesias too from Cincinnati uh, to be you know, oh, yeah. for relief pitching as well. On top of the starters, even hopefully getting Otani back in the mix, and then just the fact that their their bats and, and Mike Trout and company can I think finally take a a leap or a step forward. They were plus three fifty to three eighty range to win the division. Um, a little bearish on Houston. Oakland's always so good, but uh, I thought that was worthwhile. So I am I am bullish in general on the Angels, um, but there's there's not a ton of teams that when I did the look last week that really stood out with my eye. And then you know I need to actually get all my numbers together and do a, a sim of the season and then see where I'm at here in the next week week and a half. But uh, the only other future that I think I heard uh, Jason Weingarten say on, on a few shows, and he's like the baseball futures master, and we're talking almost daily just we're, we're pretty good friends and okay. we're Dodgers fans and so see I, I'm representing today but Corey Seager he's still like 15 to 20 to 1 to win the NL MVP and it was interesting because last year I did before the season the short season I did a, a podcast I was fortunate enough to do one with Buster only and he said I have a guy in the Dodgers organization he doesn't BS me at all he said Corey Seager is going to win the NL MVP and Seager had a great season and, and I think he was at least a top 10 guy, probably higher. And this year, he's getting priced as a third best Dodger, which maybe is the case in a vacuum forever. Mookie Betts and Corey Bellinger are up in that eight to one range. But Bellinger is kind of being left behind. And I think a lot of people think he's ready to make this leap. He's already hit, I think, four homers in spring training. He hit his fourth yesterday. Uh, he could be a name. He's someone to watch out for. The Dodgers are obviously going to win a ton of games. And if he's the guy that is hitting for an average that's best while hitting for power, 
well with the defense he brings. Uh, just someone to keep an eye on. That's one that uh, I know Jason liked before. It's still in the same range of that 15 to 20 to one, despite his four homers in spring training. So go get some Seager MVP. I think that's probably the best futures bet remaining right now in the market. I love that. Uh, I, I've used, uh, I've bet on him in the past to win the NL MVP. Definitely a believer. Is he, since you follow the team so close, is he 100% healthy now? Because it does feel mm-hmm. like he, he gets for, it's been forgotten about because he wasn't on the field all the time. Yeah, two years ago, he you know, hardly played. And so that was kind of, I guess, Buster's inside information was like, he's ready to go and he's better than he ever was because he doesn't wow. have the elbow issue. And his thing is he <laughs> couldn't hit for power because he had this tweak in his elbow that they finally corrected. It just took a year to get healthy. But yeah, he's. I think he's going to take even another leap and another level this season. Oh wow! Oh man! Like they needed more. Uh, that Angels uh, win total more win total number over at points bet is eighty three and a half. You think uh, that's mm-hmm. still good? Yep, I think that's where I was at last week as well. Yep. yep. Okay, good. Uh, Atlanta Braves going to the National League. The number we're seeing at points bet uh, win total of ninety one and a half. Projection systems down a, a little bit more so on Pakota. Pakota eighty two and a half, but Fangraphs have them at eighty nine. They are coming off their third consecutive division title. We know that the Mets are much better. Uh, a couple losses, nothing too big. Uh, Nick Markakis, notable. Tyler Flowers, the work that he's done in recent years with the rotation, certainly should mention that, but man, can they bash it. Uh, just any t- kind of metric you want to look at, on base, slugging, WOBA, way to run straight a plus, they're one or two in all of baseball. So it's tough to fade them, but the number at 91 and a half, and it's a competitive division, top to You're bottom. do it? <laughs> Mets and national. I don't think the Phillies are bad. It's just, can you improve the bullpen a little bit? Um, And they'll be competitive. Miami was a playoff team. They won't be this year, but they're not horrendous. Freed is great, but the rest of the rotation, I have a lot of questions about. Uh, They bring in Morton and we'll see if Soroka is healthy. But at the back end, it's like Drew Smiley, who's had 26 starts over the last four to five years. Ian Anderson. I'm going to go under 91 and a half. I don't hate it. I this is my <laughs> this is my worry about like like Max Fried, Charlie Morton, Ian Anderson. I think Ian Anderson was it was a last season and that's shortened season that he pitched just out of his mind. I know he's a young arm. I, I I'm not sure. And even Max Fried, I feel like pitched like out of this world two years ago. And yes, I feel like there's still not enough data. It's kind of tough to project, I think, trustworthily some of these younger arms and the ones that really overperform, I, I always hate to say, like buy in immediately after one good year on the mound. Um, so that's, I think if they're able to duplicate it now this season and like, you know, they're for real, they have a couple guys in this rotation that'll be lights out for a while. Uh, but I still think there's a little bit out to be, to be made on, on their starting pitching. And I believe their relief pitching last year was one of the worst in the national mm, league. Yes. Just in general. You're right. They'll mash the ball. They'll do it again. There's no question there. It'll come down to the pitching. And if the starting pitching isn't as good, which I think it might regress a little, then we might have some question marks and you're probably right. I probably don't get to 92 plus wins. I debated going under in the White Sox and it's the same number at 91 mm-hmm. and a half, but it's it's tight. They're a better team, deeper rotation. They actually have a third starter this year with the addition of Lynn and, and Keuchel. And of course, Giolito, a Cy Young contender to that rotation. Uh, clearly a better team but uh it was a toss-up on me as far as mentioning an under here between the Braves and the White Sox 91 and a half just feels a bit too high 
Got a note here real quick. I got I got to change. I don't have a ton on the White Sox, but the Marlins, another team that's ugly, moved up two games. I don't know if it's spring training related. I know they do have a winning record in spring training, but our, our producer said a little note here. He said they were 70 and a half. They're up to 72 and a half. So I don't know if no. you like have any Marlins love. The White Sox, man, they, they were a team. I do have something to say now. I know we're getting close to a break. Going in two years ago, they had like the highest BABIP offensively in like years. They had four of the top six guys that were just getting on base like all the time, no matter what. I thought they'd regress, but the thing is they've gotten better everywhere else anyways. Yeah. I think they're just kind of here to stay. I think they're going to be a good team. They'll make the playoffs. Tim Anderson, he's guy every year. He has this insanely high BABIP. 163. Is, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> but he still gets on, on base. Yeah. It's uh, been unbelievable. We'll go back to college basketball next. Westwood One's Kevin Kugler will join us. This is the BetQL Audio Network.